welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. Soon after becoming President of the United States in January of 1953, Dwight D. Eisenhower proposed that the federal government build a $50 billion interstate highway system. For the previous 10 years, Eisenhower had been the supreme Allied commander of Europe during World War II, the governor of occupied Germany after the war ended, and supreme commander of the newly formed North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO. During that time, he had seen the influence of the German Autobahn. The Autobahn drastically improved transportation, trade, and defense. Eisenhower believed the United States needed a similar system to unite remote areas of the country and connect major cities. It could also be used to move America's military forces throughout the country more easily. During his time in Europe, Eisenhower had marveled at the Autobahn with its four lanes and strong, wide bridges and the speeds that could be obtained. The Allies had used this system while invading Germany. Eisenhower was impressed. One of the first things he ordered was an investigation of the Audubon by the occupation forces. People in the United States who supported the interstate system claimed the automobile tourism would enrich outlying areas and a comfortable suburban life would be possible for the working class. Today, this elaborate limited access road system is known as the Eisenhower Interstate Highway. At the time of Eisenhower's election, only half the nation's three million miles of roads were paved. 40,000 people died annually as a result of car accidents, many of them in hit-on collisions. Motorists drove too fast on inadequate and narrow roads. The court system was clogged by civil suits involving accidents. Economic losses were in the billions due to highway inefficiencies, detours, and traffic jams. Said Eisenhower, Germany had made me see the wisdom of broader ribbons across the land. The Highway Act of 1956 was passed easily in the U.S. House of Representatives in the Senate. Money for the massive project would be raised by a gas tax and user fees. The Federal Highway Trust Fund would provide states with 90% of the funding to build the highway system. This act led to the construction of 41,000 miles of interstate highways over the next 13 years, including here in Brattleboro. The placement of Vermont's interstate highway was a regional decision. The plan for the national system was to connect major cities making up a triangle that connected New York City, Boston, and Montreal, Canada. Another goal was to link the large eastern cities of Quebec, Canada. Massachusetts chose Springfield as its western hub that dictated that I-91 would run along Vermont's eastern border with New Hampshire rather than on Vermont's western border with New York State. Brattleboro was the destination of the first section of the Interstate 91 Highway constructed in Vermont. It was a six-mile stretch from the Massachusetts border to a point just south of Brattleboro. At the opening ceremony, locals marked the event by proclaiming that Brattleboro was entering a new era in transportation. A horse and buggy was put on display at the opening of the interstate to emphasize how the four-lane highway would impact life as much as automobiles impacted life when they took the place of four-legged transportation. Although Vermont immediately made an interstate connection with its southern neighbor, Massachusetts, it took another eight years to connect it with its northern neighbor, Canada. Vermont Governor Philip Hoff celebrated the September opening of I-89 along the border, which completed the eight miles of freeway originating in Swanton, just in time for Vermonters to attend Expo 1967 in Montreal. 
1970, a fresh segment of roadway served as a parking lot as a small marching band celebrated the opening of a 30-mile stretch of interstate between Bethel and Montpelier. The last segment of I-89 needed to connect Hartford with the Canadian border. Engineers were clever enough to lay Vermont's interstate system in such a way that 60% of the state is within 20 miles of an interstate exchange and 80% is only 30 miles away along local roads. While I-89 just took just 10 years to complete, building I-91 was a much longer process. The St. Johnsbury area was the last to be connected, completing the final three short sections of I-91 between Rygate and Lindenville alone took four years. The interstate highway system in Vermont linking Massachusetts to Canada was completed in 1978, a full 20 years after the first section of Vermont interstate was constructed. In 1982, Governor Richard Snelling presided over the opening of I-93, the last segment of Vermont's 320-mile interstate network. When the rural state began to plan its highways, landscape architects were an integral part of the process because residents wanted the road's designers to fit the highway into the hillsides with such success that they simply belong. The state's scenic byways exposed vistas of the Connecticut River Valley, stunning views of Camel's Hump, and countless overlooks of the pasture-dotted hillsides that made National Geographic Traveler recently name Vermont one of the world's greatest destinations. All told, the Dwight D. Eisenhower system of interstate and defense highways runs 46,837 miles throughout the United States and has a large impact on the development of the country. We'd like to thank Mr. Rivers, Logan, Seamus, Noah, David, Andrew, Charlie, Tristan, Isabel, and Anna for reading this week in Bradbury History. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.